Welcome back, friends. This episode is part two of The Social Dilemma. If you haven't listened to part one, tune into episode 87 first, then come back to this one. Today's discussion is important because we unpack the influence of social media on our behaviors, the control of truth, comparisonitis, and are we in control of our own algorithm? Okay, mamas, grab your drink of choice and let's dive into part two. Here is part two of the panel discussion and their views on the social dilemma and how it affects all of us. How true is this statement for you? We are all part of an algorithm, whether we're in social media, off social media, walking around or driving around our towns. How true is that statement? What do you think about that? I kind of agree with it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think because uh, what what you're viewing on social media, as far as big tech and the ads, they're, they somehow change what we do or what we think. And so they're manipulating our behaviors. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to how you would consume content vers- you know, versus 15 years ago versus now, you know, I used to get excited about getting out of my house and going to the store. Not, what do I do now? I pick up my phone and I get on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So our behavior has changed and the way we think about how we interact with the world has really changed because big tech is manipulating, you know, what we see, what we do, how we think. And then it really, they're predicting our actions, really. Mm-hmm. And it's it's creepy because um, I don't know what setting it is on my iPhone, but every time I get into the car, maps will come up and predict where I'm going next. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. and then it's sending me a notification that my car has been parked in this parking spot for X amount of minutes. And like, I just kind of feel like I'm bombarded. Like every time I move somewhere, I'm getting a notification through my phone that like suggesting something like auto suggesting things. It's, it's craziness to me. The it's other crazy. day. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. The other day, I sent my web designer an email asking if my footer was in code or if I could go in and add something to the footer on my website. Mm-hmm. Within minutes, I had an email from the theme of my website, oh from the, the manufacturer of the theme of my website about footers. Oh my <laughs> I mean, that is, is creepy. That is That is nuts. creepy. That's and you know, I think artificial of it is, intelligence, right? There. It is. I mean, it's all about the AI, right? Yep, and yep. you know, I feel sometimes like we're living in 1984, the book by George mm-hmm. Orwell. I mean, we are. Our society has come to that where, you know, you almost feel paranoid, like who, looking over your shoulder, who's watching me? Because they do know our actions; they're anticipating what we're going to do next, and. Like things we don't even realize they're mapping out for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a control factor too with that, right? Like, as you're saying, they're mapping it out. Like I'll use the example, like in the US right now, all of the hashtags are shut down. Like you can't use the recents, right? So like, they're not just, you know, suggesting things, but they're also saying, okay, no, we're going to block this. And they're literally kind of creating the path of where we can go, what we can do. And this has to do with the election, but what's it going to have to do with next, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of emails that got sent out a couple weeks ago about like, we'll pay you to shut down your Instagram account, things like that. And yeah, so one of my old clients actually messaged me because she got this, Um, but it was about like, 
big influencers, people that have a lot of clout. You know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of weight in the you know space about so you don't get influenced for how you're going to show up, you know, for the election or how you're going to do things. And it's like you can't do that. Like this is silencing, and it's it's taking it's taking what we know to be you know if we were at a coffee shop with a friend having a conversation, it's taking the you know community around what we want to say and molding it. And, you know, the freedom of speech and everything, we have it, but it's also like, okay, but we'll shadow ban you or, you know, we'll block you from your things. And it's like, that's not the same. And there's just, it's literally creating a path. And I just, I see it so often and it blows my mind. So do you think, oh, go ahead. Do you think big tech is slowly trying to control the narrative? Oh, absolutely. Slowly? Yeah, rapidly, overnight. And I mean, it's it's really scary because you know if you think about what could happen with our government if there are any marriages between the government and tech, we are all going to have zero choice, zero yeah. opportunity. We're everything in our lives are going to be dictated, and it's um, you know I was speaking of the election. It's interesting because if people are using social media as their news source and then not double checking facts and not analyzing what is true versus false or exaggerated versus real, you're setting the entire universe up for failure because you have to know the facts and what influencers are saying are not necessarily the facts. That's right. Yeah. It's the opinion, right? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And this and you, is true for the election, but it's also true for every product, right? Every like, product. Yeah. So affiliate marketing, right? You pay me to sell you this water bottle, right? Mm-hmm. I get a commission off of every one of these that I sell. So I'm going to say, hey, this is great. Like I take it with me to the gym. Like it keeps my water cool. Like this is my opinion, whether mm-hmm. it does this or not, right? Like I am influencing it's the whole part of it that's the whole reason that there are these people and whether you know you're influencing for your own business like we all are or whether we have you know these other things right it's all about sharing your opinions and making that the narrative and they're giving you you know kind of the content to say or they're giving you you know the mm-hmm. energy forward yeah I think integrity is is yes. something that is lacking yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah agree it's, it's almost non-existent that's yeah. right Back to right. what I was saying, the uh, Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say common sense as well, because I mean, mm-hmm. we should know that not just take whatever for granted, um, like what we see online, we should always do our research. Yeah. And I think we're all kind of lazy that way. Where, well, you know, we'll, we'll just read like the headline and then we don't even read the whole article. But of course, they're going to have something that's going to catch our eye and, you know, the clickbait, you know, is mm-hmm. so, such a thing where, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Somebody said like in Canada that uh, Ontario was um, banning Halloween, but it was never like really actually announced anywhere. But it was just like tons of articles that was being released. And that was just like the title. And everybody like if you read the comments, everybody's bitching about it. But really, if you read the actual article, it has pretty much not even talking about Halloween, you know? Oh, my gosh. So it's you have to be careful by reading just the headlines of articles and stuff like that. So common sense, I think. Well, and it goes back to the artificial intelligence and social media and the algorithm. What you are, like they said in the the documentary, every little thing you do, your finger taps, the slow scroll, 
The problem is whatever you decide to stop on and watch, the next day your newsfeed is going to be filled with more of that. So you are only getting one side of the story constantly on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because the algorithm is recognizing what you tend to stop on to watch. So we're going to give you more of that mm-hmm, and we're going to give yeah. you more of it. And we're going to keep feeding you because guess what? You're going to, you stop on it, you click on it. That helps our advertisers and they get paid more money. That's so, it. you know, AI is running the world, but the problem is it does not show truth. Right. And unfortunately, people are taking it as truth and it's not truth. Yeah. The almighty dollar. That's what, but I do like, I do want to say to that point is the gal with the blue hair that showed up towards yes. the end of the documentary. She did say something that I had been kind of playing out in my life is, is she was saying how you can, you know, kind of change that yourself is like things that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, so really, so your algorithm is kind of confused, but you're mm-hmm. seeing a little bit more of the other side so that we can be informed in the decisions we make for ourselves and our families. I, I don't know that she really said that. I said that, but, <laughs> you know, that was the reason why I do it. And, you know, we had talked amongst ourselves in, in the group and, you know, like I was just, you know, deleting people from, you know, unfollowing people, unfollowing accounts, you know, um, and just all of a sudden I see all this new stuff and it's like the stuff I like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, where have you been, you know, um, shoved down in the algorithm. And um, so, you know, Definitely, I think that we can manipulate a little bit about a little bit of our algorithm and what we see. And like you said, Sarah, choose to see the positive accounts, choose to see the informative accounts. Um, but ultimately, you know, that ulti- almighty dollar is is at the core of all this. And mm-hmm. and and Mel, you said common sense. We have got to have our own common sense, and we have. And it's really an education. You know, like kind of that. Um, let me get both sides of the story and then make my opinion, make my decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start thinking for yourselves instead of just being spoon fed all this information. So, so obviously there's some level of we all feel a little bit manipulated by the social channels, right? Is there any that you think are worse than others or do you think they're all equal offenders? Well, I mean, Facebook and Instagram are basically one and the same now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really can't speak to Twitter because I don't use it. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it's pretty much all the same. It just depends on the person, like where they want to consume, where they want to put their, you know, time forth. You know, um, I don't know that any, you know, like people that like TikTok or Reels, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be addicted to that. You know, Mm -hmm. if you like the Instagram feed, you're going to be addicted to that. I don't (laughs) think that any of them, (laughs) any of them are worse. I think they all work in the same with that same almighty dollar at the end. It speaks to what works for us. Just like one person's going to buy the blue shirt versus the red shirt, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to attract you in different ways. And the social platforms, they know what that is, right? Like Instagram thrives on have the aesthetic and get Mm -hmm. this and the presets and, you know, look pretty and all of this beautiful branding, which there's definitely so much value in it. But it's also like, the consumption and the addiction of like, okay, well, then I have to have this and the comparison of that, right? So that's going to draw you this person in and Facebook, you know, well, my group has to be better and my page has to get more likes and I have to get more ad, you know, reach. And it's like each 
platform, each space, each channel really pulls in a different way. And even, even to one person brings out different addictions for you, mm-hmm. right? And like what you really need to focus on. That's a good point too, yeah. because you're right. Cause they're all, they all have their own little personality and they're, mm-hmm. that little personality is going to appeal to you differently each time. So it's like almost, you have no choice. Like it's going to creep in until, unless you like totally shut it down. But let's talk about comparison. Cause we brought that up a little bit and what's the old adage? Comparison is the thief of joy. Okay. So how do we manage comparison on social media? Cause it's a big topic um, that's going on. And I forget somebody in this group did like a little series or some posts about it. Maybe it was you, Allison. I can't remember. I did Robin? a podcast episode about oh, it. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So talk to us about comparison. How do we save ourselves from that? And how do we focus on really doing what's right for us and for our businesses and for our clients, all that stuff. I I mean, just because I did the podcast episode, I'm willing to speak on it first. But for me, I have to take a step back. And instead of comparing myself to someone else and what they're doing or the the wins they seem to be having, I have to be introspective and say, okay, what, what do I have to be grateful for today? And I spin it back around to gratitude because I have to ground myself in what blessings I have so that I focus on me, not on what other people are doing. And a lot of prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I I think we also, uh, to add to that, I think we, it goes back to awareness and honestly, what everyone is seeing on social media you have to realize that is 5% of their life. Like, can Mm -hmm. we be honest about that? That is Mm -hmm. 5% of your life. And I was in a webinar yesterday and the coach said something that was really great. She goes, when you're on social media, you're either in a state of inspiration or you're in a state of doing. And if you remain in a state of of inspiration, you are never going to get out of that and you're never going to start doing what's right for you and what's in alignment for you. So you have to decide, are you going to remain in a state of inspiration and take in all this content and compare yourself? Or are you going to put yourself in a state of doing and get in alignment with yourself and do what's right in your life? Because we do, we get trapped in that. I've been in Mm -hmm. comparison. I don't know. We all have, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to think, do I really want their life? No, I don't. Like you have to take a step back and get in alignment with yourself and decide what is right for you and get out of that state of inspiration because you can be inspired, but you can't stay there. And I think that's the problem is a lot of people on social media stay in that state of inspiration. You have to get out of it and go into a state of doing that feels aligned with you, your life, and your business. What I would say here is social media is the amplifier, right? So like these comparison feelings and emotions, they're here throughout everything that we do, whether it's with your best friend, whether it's with like a sibling or sister, right? Like we always have this in social media, like flows gasoline on the fire. And it's like, hey, look at what everybody else can do. And one of the things, and this is something that I've worked a lot with like clients on is, you know, think again, what Robin said, like turning it into gratitude, right? Like, what do you have? And their journey is their journey. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's their, that's the process that worked for them. That's the steps that worked for them. That's their wins. That's their failures. That's not supposed to be your journey. It's not supposed to be, you know, the way that you show up because there's your unique goddess gifts. And so when you, you know, shut the door on yourself and you open up their door and you're trying to like retrace their footsteps, it's like, 
you're going to stumble and you're going to trip over things because you don't see it because you're not supposed to, right? That's not what you're supposed to follow. And I think especially for women, right? Like we live in this world of comparison. It is all over social media, any book you pick up, magazines, you know, any feed you scroll on, right? Like you're constantly in your brain is like, oh, well, I'm I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I should wear more makeup. I should be skinnier. I should be thicker. I should be this. I should be that. Like I should eat healthier. I don't, you know, snack enough. I don't give myself enough. Like we could go down the rabbit hole and no matter what side you're on, right? And I don't think any of us can say, and I hope, you know, nobody listening can be like, oh, I've never compared myself because then you're lying to yourself, right? (laughs) Right. Right. it's, It's a part of it. And again, it goes back to being able to say, okay, but this is who I am, right? Being in, in tune with yourself in your body, in your feelings, checking in with your emotions of, okay, why am I even comparing myself to this person? Like, what energy do they have that I like? What do they bring out in me that maybe I need to work on and heal those wounds, right? Thinking about that really brings forward this energy of like, it doesn't have to be so overconsumption wise of comparisonitis. We have to be so secure in ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what we lack. We yeah. lack that security in ourselves. And we really need to work on that. And, and you know, it, that's why it's so awesome to really follow Sierra, because she's just so, <laughs> you know, energetic about, you know, you being who you are, and, you know, just really loving yourself, you know, and, um, and, and it's awesome. We do need to have that. And as Mel knows, you know, I, I've had that happen to me and I, where I have compared myself to someone else and I'm like, Oh, that person, Oh my goodness. You know? I know what you're talking and about. It was like, <laughs> it was my nemesis, you know? And then mm-hmm. I realized like, what the heck? This person is super nice to me. And I'm like jealous, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it was because I'm not, when I realized I'm not on the same road as that, that person, you know, then there's no need to compare, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not my road. That person's goals were not my goals mm-hmm. yet. For whatever reason, I hung on to that and I wasn't secure in myself at that point. Uh, when I became more secure in myself, it, you know, now I love, now I love her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's it's, a you know, risk it's, though, right? It that's is. a risk it with is. all of this. And I, as, as young girls, you know, I think of my daughter and I, I guess my boys too, but I don't think of it as much for my boys, but for my daughter, like if, if a girl has any insecurity whatsoever, mm-hmm. or lack of self-confidence, this is just a downward spiral. And I think mm-hmm. that anxiety level is so much higher today than it ever was when we were kids. Oh yeah. Because of this. Because yeah. of the comparison thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's and hard. Promoted, right? What's like that? It's promoted to be comparison it's like people you know big tech right it's out there that you need to compare you know Mm -hmm. you want this like I have Mm -hmm. you know learn my system Mm -hmm. right like this is out there it's constantly you're constantly being told you're not enough whenever you go online it's promoted that you know you need to compare about how Mm -hmm. it's brought up of you know and thinking about my daughter growing up in this like you're told that you're not good enough you're told that you need you know to constantly compare to what's going on, the system that other people have. And, you know, my proven system, like, I love that phrase and the fact that it triggers me in such a way because that's your proven system. It's in the title. And it's like, it, it's not going to work for everybody, but that's what's sold is that it will get this and you'll get these results. And it's like, 
love that that works sometimes, but that doesn't work. And then when you do that and there's such a stress of like, well, what did I do wrong? And you can go down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole too. But yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it's that whole thing, the entrepreneurship and the hustle and grind thing that is just so popular right now. And I feel like it is kind of sucking in Gen Z a little bit because they're the ones who are on social media right now and they grew up in that age completely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's all they know. And it's it's really, it's really scary. Um one of the, I know we talked about like our own personal algorithms and we touched on that a little bit. And I think Sandy, you were talking about confusing the algorithm and stuff like that to make it, do you guys believe that we do have control over our own personal algorithms or is the master algorithm really going to make that decision for us? So I definitely think we do. And one of my tricks like that I'll share with you guys is that, you know, I go through my followers that like are following me, right? And I'll scroll until I stop somewhere. And then I'll like go and engage with those, you know, 20 people that aren't the people that are coming up consistently, you know, that are a part of my feed, that are a part of my audience that I want to give love to because there's a reason, but they may not see that content. You know, they may not be there. So doing things like that, you're triggering the algorithm. That if I can talk, <laughs> triggering the algorithm of, you know, this is somebody that I care about too, right? And the same thing when you're DMing, right? Like, I don't DM the people for a couple of days that I consistently see because I'm like, oh, I love you. But like, there's so much content, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll go and I'll make sure that I, you know, bring in people that I don't necessarily talk to because you do want to bring that forward. And the other thing is like switching the information, Right. So like when Sandy was saying going and liking it, but just making sure that you're being aware, searching the opposite side of what you're looking for to get both sides on your content, get both sides on your feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you can manipulate it to a certain extent. But then remember when they were talking about like, you know, knowing our behaviors mm-hmm. and and so we're still going to behave in a certain way. But yet we can, you know, kind of trigger it to, you know, tell us different things and show us different things. So I think it's kind of like a two way street there just because of our behaviors alone. I think it's just making that choice for yourself to say, I am going to be in control of my own algorithm. Don't give mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume that big tech is taking over. I mean, we are people, we are not products. And I think we need to go into this as I am choosing to be in control of what I consume. And like Sandy said, you can slowly make the changes of what you are consuming. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to, to remember that we are individuals and our brains do work and not, not succumb inadvertently to what someone else or something else wants us to do Mm -hmm. right just because of behaviors we've made in the past yeah I think the other part with that is also not just what we are consuming but making sure the intention behind it when we're putting that content out too right like giving extra love treating them like they're not just that product or they're not just that number so that you're making your audience aware that you're not that because we don't want to feel that way we don't want anybody else to feel that way as well there's got to be that genuine love exchange back and forth. Well, my friends, that's it for segment number two. Join us in segment number three, where we talk all about regulation. Should social media be regulated? Can it be self-regulated by the channels? And how do we keep our family safe and healthy when they're on social media? So I will see you in the next segment.